We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Chargers fans. Welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. Big news out of Los Angeles. According to Adam Schefter, the Chargers and wide receiver Mike Williams have reached an agreement on a three-year, $60 million deal that includes $40 million guaranteed and $28 million in year one, a source tells ESPN. We don't know exactly how that's going to be structured, um, but that's that's generally what we know right now. So to talk about that, we obviously had to bring on Arjun, who's been doing some cap calculations. Arjun, <laughs> were you surprised that this dropped? Were you kind of worried that they were approaching the tag deadline? And was it going to happen? What was your reaction when you first saw this? Yeah, no. So I, I thought it was just going to be a tag and that, that'd be it. And we might see a deal later down the road. But but man, this was like the deal itself is is great for Mike Williams. Like this came in a little bit higher than I thought. Like I, I said, I think on my video, I said Mike Williams is going to get more than people think. And I know mm. at PFF, Brad had Mike at like 18.25 around that. But I was like, he has there's too much going for him right career year in receptions and receiving right he, he has first the first round draft pick bias so this is a really good deal for mike this isn't like this isn't the greatest team deal so i'm like i want to see how it plays out 40 mil or okay so i i guess i when i put my tweet i just put my tweet out and i forgot to read that it was 28 million year one mm. but it seems like, you know, this is like, okay, Mike's staying with the team for three years. He's going to be here for the remainder of Herbert's co rookie contract. So that's right. my take on it. Whether they decide to keep him or not afterwards, you know, is, is going to be interesting. But really great deal for him. Just, you know, the, obviously paying uh, two receivers 20 mil APY is, is, is going to be a challenge. Yes, absolutely. So what... Okay, so I know you talk. Obviously, this is a good deal for Mike Williams. Nobody can dispute that. For Mike Williams, this is a fantastic deal. But and I do have over the cap opens. So we could jump over to that. But how is this for the? So how does twenty eight million dollars guaranteed in year one work in terms of cap it? I guess we can go to over the cap and yeah, yeah. No, so okay, so I'm not. I need to, like I said, it's. I need to. I'm navigating my own Twitter and what <laughs> Rappaport and and Schefter said. But from right. my understanding, if okay, so I'm just waiting for everything to load because the Russell news is also like clouding up my timeline. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so 
So Schefter, okay, so I think it's Schefter who brought up the year one stuff. So if, if right. Schefter is saying 28 million in year one, there's two mm -hmm. ways to interpret that, right? So okay. the first way is in terms of cash flow. So cash mm -hmm. flow means you're taking his base salary plus the entire signing bonus. Okay. So so the, the cap number is not the 28 million in this scenario. That's in what everyone's worried about. Yeah. 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 So I don't think they're going to do that because that's not what Tom Telesco does. But I also, I might've brought it up on my episode, but like the chargers could easily try to front load deals now because they have a rookie mm -hmm. contract and they, you know, they could try to put more money up front. But what I think is, is happening is Mike Williams is going to get 28 mil in terms of cash flows in year one. So this is his signing bonus, his entire signing bonus plus his base salary. So like if his if his base if his signing bonus is something like like twenty million, right? Mm -hmm. That means his base salary is like eight million. So that would put him at a twenty eight million dollar cash flow, but his mm -hmm. cash hit or his cap hit for twenty twenty two will be the will be twenty divided by three, which is like six point six plus mm -hmm. eight mil. So his actual cap hit, which I think comes in which i even tweeted about will come out mm. to be around like 14 point something mm. and then it'll uh, steadily increase because i don't see a way where they're going to front load his contract in terms of cap hit that just that's not what tom slesko does and mm -hmm. even though they have herbert on a rookie contract you don't like necessarily want to front load contracts because the cap's going to keep going up and up right so that's when like you, you're looking i'm looking at it as his cap hit as a percentage of the overall cap if that makes sense. So okay, yeah, that's my take on it. No, that's that's much better. I think everyone just saw the twenty-eight million dollars in year one, and we said, "Why the hell did we just do that?" Look, but, um, look, Schefter, Schefter does not do a good job of tweeting mm. about the, like how's the the uh, the contracts work in terms of the salary cap. He routinely messes up like simple, or it's not. I guess it's not that simple, but like he routinely messes up like wording his tweets so that yes. the public understands. So. Like I said, I think he's talking in terms of cash flows, which in terms of the overall length of the con contract probably means he has a decently high signing bonus. Yeah. Okay. So just to calculate this, I went ahead early on and cut Brian Balaga. I just feel like that's a move that's going to happen. So they're currently at 67.1-ish million dollars in cap space. So let's do that deal here based on what you suggested. So if they had just franchised him, they'd be at $48.6 million, $48 million this year. Uh, in terms of cap space because they extended him hope to get a little bit better than that um so let's go through sorry to bug you again to do this but this is not my thing if you want me to culture some human stem cells for you i can do that but in terms of no, contracts no, no. this, I can't is, do this is good this is good so we can do so for the prorated bonus let's do um six 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 seven each year so 6.67 mil okay. sorry yeah it's, it's just the uneven calculations because they haven't Ooh. they didn't announce a, a signing bonus unless i'm mistaken unless someone wants to drop it in the chat uh but so i'm just kind of going off what i think it's going to be so, so i can the, only hit non-prorated bonuses not i don't know why it's not letting me do prorated okay well you, you can just do it you can just do it in there It'll okay come so out for this one there. you want 6.6 .6. yeah uh, and then yeah, just looks good. So all of them like that yeah so what what are we doing right now? Just explain it to everyone who's watching. So so the non 
so the non-priority so basically we're inputting the signing bonuses over the course of the contract so i believe it's gonna it's gonna be somewhere around like 20 mil just based mm -hmm. on like what the market is and like how the receivers are. Um, so then in terms of the base salary, let's do uh, eight mil in year one. Okay. And why are we able to hit eight mil in year one? Uh, well, like I said, it's just projections, uh, but yeah, low, yeah. but a low year one cap hit in, relative to the APY. Mm -hmm. um, and then also if we're thinking in terms of his year one cash flow, which is reported at this time to be $28 million, then we're looking at 20 around 20 million in, in the signing bonus plus the base salary of 8 mil. Uh Tyler, let's make that fully guaranteed also in year 1 and that will be his year 1 cap. So his year 1 cash flow will will be around um 28 or his year 1 cash flow will be 28 mil and his year 1 cap hit will be around the 14 to 15 area, which is what um you know, Tom Telesco gener generally does. Okay, so I, I had to tweet out our, our link to make sure everyone was uh, be able to follow us along here and get the actual projected sort of guest numbers. So what I'm trying to say is, can you please say that again? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So we're looking at a tw uh, $20 million signing bonus, 6.6 mm -hmm. prorated over or 6.67 prorated over the three years. And mm -hmm. since Schefter reported 28 in year one, I'm, I'm thinking it's 21, 28 mil in terms of year one cash flow, not cap hit. Mm -hmm. So uh, to, to be able to do that, we inputted an $8 million base salary so that mm -hmm. the year one cash flow comes out to be um, eight mil or 28 million in terms of cash flow in year one. Okay. And so the guaranteed salary is fully? Uh, yeah. So th that's what I'm guessing. And uh, Schefter reported um, 40 mil fully guaranteed at signing. So we're going to, we're going to have to get some fully guaranteed in somewhere. <laughs> right. Okay. So where, what do we'd like to do for guaranteed week one or year one, the, the 14.6 or the 8 million? No, no, eight. Yeah. Just eight, okay. just eight. Okay. So we're thinking, okay. yeah. All right. Okay. And then if we want to go over, so I think year two will come out to be around like 20, 20 21, 22 mil. So for year two, let's do uh 15, or for base salaries to uh, 15.5 million. And then um, let's do 12 for the, uh, wait, no. Yeah, let's do 12 for the guaranteed salary, 12 mil out of that. So pretty much guarantees him a roster. Well, he's going to stay on the roster. This is a th full three-year deal, which is almost like fully guaranteed. Unless, you know, I'm still, I'm still waiting on the actual numbers, but, um, mm -hmm. and then year, th year three, uh, we need to get this to like 24 million or 20, yeah, 24 million. So let's do 18 or let's do 17.5. And then nothing guaranteed. Um, so like so the, that, yeah. So the actual numbers, I think we need to, we might need to fudge a little bit because. Yeah, six, do your thing, dude. Yeah. So 6,600. Okay. Uh, so the good news, obviously, okay, we're, sorry. We're, we're, yeah, we're 800,000 above. So let's, uh, let's subtract, let's subtract three 
let's subtract four from uh, 2024 in the base salary and then four from yeah, four, 400,000. Oh, sorry. What was the number? <laughs> um, 17-1? Yeah, seven, let's do 17-1 and then 15-1 for the other one. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's discount. All right. All right. Okay, so... Sorry. So 15-1. So this should put us at three years 60 and the the signing bonus is at like 19.8 but it doesn't really matter it's you know pretty much all the same mm -hmm. um yeah so <laughs> this is the mike williams deal uh like i said it's it's a really good deal for him and it's it's pretty much a player friendly deal but that's just the way it is when you're re-signing an in-house free agent coming off of a career year mm -hmm. and was the uh, former seventh overall pick yeah. That's that's just the nature of it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think it's okay. Just one quick question, also. Yeah. So, forty million is guaranteed. Yeah, forty mil is fully guaranteed. So, the fully guaranteed is going to include uh, guaranteeing part of the base salary. Mm -hmm. They there might be some roster bonuses in year two and three, but uh, probably just year three because it's a three year deal and. You know, right. the roster bonus is kind of just saying, okay, we, we think you're going to be on the, we won't cut you after the new league year starts. So, uh, but there's no, you can't add a roster bonus here. So it doesn't really, we'll just put it all in P5. Um, okay. But, but yeah, this is, this is how I think the structure of the deal is going to look. And then remind me how we got to, how do, so if it's a $40 million guaranteed, remind me and everyone how the only 20 million here fact, like, how does that work? Yeah. So, yeah, so to get to 40 million, we need to do signing bonus plus guaranteed salary. So mm -hmm. the signing bonus, like I said, we have, I still don't know the numbers. If, you know, Schefter or Ralph Reporter, uh, you know, tweeted, it'd be great. But I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be something around like 20 million, could okay. be anywhere from 18 to 22. But I wouldn't, you know, it's a three year deal. So the, the actual signing bonus might be a little bit lower than what I'm thinking. But mm -hmm. in terms of my projections, if, if we have a $20 million signing bonus, we need to make up for that in uh, guaranteed salary. So actually, could we make um, could we make year two 12.2 million in the base? So, or guaranteed? Uh, no, no, the guaranteed. Just so we have a, a uh, 40. Yeah, so that should come out to be around 40 mil okay. in fully guaranteed. Okay, fantastic. So the way I'm really looking at this, if it's like this, and obviously there's we'll have to wait for more numbers we're just guessing but obviously i i trust your judgment to sort of get this pretty close it's a lower cap hit than a, a tag obviously if i'm not right like we're not going to instead of an 18 or 18.5 million we've sort of almost saved four million dollars this year is that right does that sound right yeah okay so technically we opened up more cap space by doing this extension well oh sorry i guess instead of a tag we yeah saved exactly four million yeah. this year rather than that, tagging and him. that's yeah, that's why the extension is so important because now mm -hmm. you lower your his year one cap or cap hit, and 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 that it helps it helps all around and you know extensions are always always usually better than than franchise mm -hmm. tags. Yeah, I mean, some people were worried like you know Williams is like a twelve million dollar to fourteen million dollar a year guy, not an eighteen to twenty million dollar a year guy. But if the first cap hit is at least fourteen point fourteen and a half, basically. That's not bad. Like if you if you told me that his cap hit this year was fourteen and a half million, like that's not the worst thing I've heard in terms of at least a cap hit. And it's mm -hmm. only for one year, I know, and things get more complicated. But then after that, so it's a very low number this year, and then next year, 
it's a bigger deal, obviously, but there's really only a two-year contract. I mean, really, it's a two-year contract with an out after after two. And then what could they do? What do you think they could do in that second year? Let's say if the money's not really working, but like they have a lot guaranteed. What kind of cap can you know manipulation can they do? Let's say Williams like misses the entire season this year and like blows out his ACL. Or he plays the whole year and he gets 800 yards and it's just awful season for him. You know, what can they do in 2023 to help make that 21.7, that huge number, maybe not look so bad? Well, if we're being honest, like it it, it really isn't a two-year deal, I think. I think it's a full three-year deal because you're not going to cut a Mike Williams with 6.6 mil in dead cap. So mm. really, this is a three-year deal, but... I guess like if Mike doesn't live up to the expectations or he's not living up to the contract, which if we're being real, like it's going to be tough for him to justify this contract. Like Mm -hmm. it it really is. Like I think, and I I talked about it so much before the season ended, like the chargers are going to have to overpay for Mike Williams, but they can do that because they have Herbert on a rookie contract. Mm -hmm. Now, can he reach the point of, of play to where he can justify this 20 mil APY? Sure. But I think it's more likely that mm-hmm. we see him to we see him slightly underperform relative to where his contract is performing at maybe like a 17, 18 APY level. But that's still worth it because he's, you know, we need him in this offense and like you can't you're not gonna be able to replicate his type of um, size and, and versatility down the field. So right. in terms of year three, the only th- way we'd be able to make that look better is if he completely falls off a cliff, injured year one, injured year two, or just two really bad years, under a thousand years, under a thousand yards, they could force him to take a pay cut similar to Denzel Perriman in his last year of the contract where they say, Hey, you know, you haven't really lived up to the, what we right, paid exactly. you to do. And we're going to lower your cap hit down to like, you know, something lower. So that's, that's pretty much the only way they have of changing this contract. Otherwise, you know, this, this is kind of the thing they're stuck with. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely uh, stuck with it. We'll see. Before we move on, because I do want to enter this in and, and get an actual number of where they're at this year. Um, what do you think this could mean for Keenan Allen? Or do you think it means anything at all? No, I don't I don't think it means anything. I think that the Chargers... So really what they did is they just went top-heavy. Now they have Keenan Mike. Palmer's mm-hmm. on a rookie deal. Guiden is going to be pretty cheap. This pretty much rules out any bringing anyone in during free agency externally. Look mm-hmm. to the draft, get a Sky Moore or your guy Calvin Austin. That's where I think anything how they improve the receiver room. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just sorry. I'm just trying to process everything. This is like it's hard, to uh, dude. I'm I'm just trying to tweet it out to social media to people yeah, like the the Rus- the Russell trade is also throwing me off. I'm yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna talk about that in yeah. a second let me just tweet out what we kind of have here yeah so yeah. cap hit da, 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 da. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 2024 23.7 i can uh look at some comments maybe yeah so guys if for for the people watching like when Schefter said 28 mil year one to me, I think he's saying 20, 28 mil in terms of cash flow. So that's that's taking the entire signing bonus plus his base salary in year one. That's his cash flow. His cap hit, which is what 
is more important in this scenario for the Chargers is going to be lower than the APY he signed for of 20 mil because that's how Tom Slusko structures his deals. And that's how these deals normally get gets done. So remember, mm-hmm. 28 mil is referring to the cash flow, not the cap hit. All right, Arjun. I, we've just, when we started doing this, we had like 80 people. Now we're at 172. So I apologize one more time just for, I'm not going to yeah. make you do this again, but we're, we're going to reach 200 people watching live right now. So can you just quickly break down from, you know, Adam Schefter's original tweet, which I can, like, you already know what that is, but mm-hmm. okay, just, just for everyone who just showed up, Mike Williams, three year, $60 million deal, $40 million guaranteed, 28 million in year one. But that's obviously not quite how it works. So Arjun, one more time. Can you yeah, just yeah. recap what this is and then we'll move on? Okay. So yeah, so Tyler just read through the official structure of the deal in terms of like, you know, how it is from the overall standpoint. What we're looking at is let's start with the cash flow. I just went over it. 28 mil in year one means I think he's gonna get 20 mil in terms of signing bonuses. And to get to 28 mil in year one, we're gonna add eight mil in the base salary to get to uh, 28 mil from in terms of cash flow. So I think, you know, the way we structured the contract, me and Tyler broke it down right here. We're looking at a 14.6 cap hit in year one, which is the 6.6 or 6.67 uh, prorated bonus plus the eight mil base salary fully guaranteed. And in year two, we're looking at a 21.7 cap hit. Um, and in year three, we're looking at a 23.7 cap hit. So remember, I'm projecting this to be around a $20 million signing bonus. Um, and to get to $40 million fully guaranteed, we have to fully guarantee Mike Williams' first year of his contract. And partially, I think it comes out to be around like 0.75 or 0.8 or something, guarantee 0.75 or 75% of his base salary in year two. So through this, we can see that it's a three-year, $60 million deal, $40 million fully guaranteed, which is the guaranteed salary plus a signing bonus. And um, and yeah, that's that's the contract. Oh, see, that's much easier. Yeah. Sorry. So, My bad. <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's perfect. So obviously the, the numbers are, might be a little off or it might be a little bit above um, 60 mil but it's like it's kind of chump change at this point yeah no that's uh okay well that's it so the cap hit the chargers will if if this holds and if it's if it's like this the chargers will have 52.4 million dollars in cap space to work with this year um obviously 81 147 the next two years so just to kind of work backwards from that you explained the whole thing i'm not gonna make you do it again um but so the cap hit for the Chargers this year, because of what Arjun projects as the 2022 cap hit, right now, because of that extension, they have $52.4 million to work with in free agency. If they had just franchise tagged him, they would have $48.6 million to work with in free agency. So you get about $4 million here. I don't know. Sorry, I forgot what the previous number was. But about $4 million extra to work with this year. And then you figure out that problem potentially later on. Um, we expect that he doesn't live up to that contract, but um, you know it is what it is. So let me, so uh, let me just extend him again. Congratulations! I'm just gonna do. Uh, sorry, was it eight? And then six, 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 six. 
something like that. Um, yeah. With the whole thing guaranteed. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. But just, just to look at 2022 cap it, everyone. Chargers, $52.4 million in cap space. So the question now becomes, and I do want to be able to you know, discuss this, is, is what do the Chargers do next? Um, you know, I don't, if, if you want to bail at any point, you can, Arjun. Um, I do want to look at some of the free agents that are available. Um, so this is what I have right now. Um, if you guys can't see this because you're on your phones, I apologize. This is just on a Google sheet. I just do my, my rankings. I take everyone, rank them in X amount of categories, give their average ranking, rank them based on that. Um, I've discussed that a couple of times. It's just an easy way for me to kind of figure out who's where. Um, so Adams, it sounds like he's returning. God, he's, I think he was tagged. Godwin is either tagged or he's going to get a deal. I'm going to assume that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is not is going to return to Green Bay. It sounds like Rodgers wanted him there, um, but we'll see. Obviously, Mike Williams is going to stay. Um, and, you know, hey, him being at number three here uh, of all free agent wide receivers, that's not bad. So we'll see what everybody else gets to. And I, I guess I'm sort of glad that he got his deal before Godwin and Adams were announced? Like, do you think this could have been significantly worse if Godwin and Adams had their deals first? Although they might. Yeah, no, this is, this is like, like I said, I, the extending Mike Williams is great. I'm happy that they did it. I'm happy for him. It's a great deal for him. I really don't know what Godwin's going to get. I think he could get a similar deal to Mike. And now that Mm -hmm. Mike signed first, which I preached in my last video, if you don't, or in my in my Derwin article or about safeties, if you don't sign, if you're not the first player to first team to sign the, a player at that position, you're going to pay more than what you normally are going to get. So, mm-hmm. I think if Godwin got a long term deal and it, it came out to be like 18 or 19, Mike might have gotten this similar, a same deal or even higher. So, mm-hmm. good job for the Chargers to get this done because I think. I don't know. I was expecting the receiver market to be a bit a bit depreciated after last year, but. But mm-hmm. now I don't know, like this, this could be higher than anyone thought. And even, you know, I was, ta- I've talked about this with Brad since November, you know, this is like, it's, it's higher than what we thought. And and it just goes to show, like, there's a bunch of factors that people just don't account for, which, which, right. you know, you have to take into account. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So at this point I do have pro football focus in their, um, you know, their projections for every free agent. Is there a particular free agent on this list that you are, interested in it at this point so we're gonna go through wide receiver tight end and running back i can go through any one of those three sets um but i do want to talk about what do the chargers do from here because like obviously now they're not going to go get a big outside receiver and we'll talk about that in the draft as well at least i don't think especially because you think it's a it's a three-year deal really for mike williams i mean it is but like a true mm-hmm. three million dollar three-year deal so at this point, like, is there a particular name on here you'd like to see the Chargers, you know, go after? Jalen Guyton is up for that tender. That's not really what Staley sounded like he wanted, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back. Um, but is there anybody in particular that would now match what we know is going to be their duo for the next two, three years? Is there a guy that you'd want them to go get, either a wide receiver, tight end, and then I guess we can talk about running back too? Well, the tight end market is pretty much gonzo at this point like it was supposed to look really good brad was tweeting yeah. about it he's like this is supposed to be one of the best tight end free agency markets and now there's like no one nothing <laughs> so yeah. i guess you have to like i'm not saying make a splash or receiver just mm-hmm. get someone that compliments the, the receiver room. right if they mm-hmm. want to bring back Jalen guyton that's fine like i thought he played well in in the system like he didn't really make as many mistakes and he mm-hmm. does add an element of speed that the other three just don't have but right 
they, they should just be going after a speed guy. Like that could be Christian Kirk. And he's, you know, had opportunities to be a legitimate number two on his team. Guidance fine. I mean, you could take a, a flyer on a, on a Marquise Goodwin. But to me, to me, you just go to the draft and you get one of the guys yeah. who ran a 4-3 four, four, or 4-4. Four, four. So Sky Moore, <laughs> them. your guy Calvin Austin. I mean, there's, a, there's guys. Like, you don't need to – you can wait until the draft. And the Chargers mm-hmm. have a good enough roster to where they can plug enough holes in free agency and, and you know, and work from there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you about, because I know, you know Stephen and I weren't quite so sure. So the, the Browns at this point did not tender Dernis Johnson. I think that's like the number one running back that Chargers fans want to add because of, you know, the mileage, the productivity, the efficiency and stuff like that. So can you just explain what the Chargers would need to do or like, do they need to do anything? Are they just waiting for him to officially be a free agent when the time comes or how does that work? Because the Browns have not tendered him thus far. So... Okay, I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar with the tenders as I am with like franchise tags, but mm-hmm. from my understanding, I think the deadline to ta- to tender him is today or it's tendering up until free agency starts or the tampering period starts. So I think it ends mm-hmm. today in, in an hour and a half. If they don't mm-hmm. tender him, he's a he becomes an unrestricted a prospective unrestricted free agent and what that means is the Chargers can't legally tamper with him. Mm-hmm. To legally tamper with him until um the 16th which is when free agency officially opens and when that happens they can you know reach out and try to sign him but we we all know how the legal stuff goes like you know they'll he'll be talking the agents will be calling the <laughs> the gms and stuff right absolutely okay good to know just wanted to throw that out there for everyone who was wondering about Dernis johnson i know our, our youtube audience isn't the same as our twitter audience so we've kind of discussed discussed it on twitter but not necessarily um on youtube here so okay that's good to know so that's out there um you know with some of the tight end deals so we know for sure in joku and gaseki are tagged it sounds like schultz was tagged right like he's going to get tagged. yeah yeah he i think he got officially tagged okay am i missing anybody else from this group that's here um austin hooper might become available because of the Njoku thing so we'll see yeah that cap- I, I i heard sorry i heard that was going to be a post june 1st cut if anything oh okay so they'd have to they'd have to wait a while because the his cap hit or his dead money is significantly lower after I don't know the exact numbers but I know it's much lower than the dead money they take on if they cut him now which I think is like eleven point five mil when I checked yesterday yeah. yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good number and then obviously Rob Gronkowski is a popular option for some Chargers fans it just depends on what the hell he wants to do um, so yeah okay we'll see what they do there talked about running back wide receiver we sort of talked about. Um, okay, last thing I want to just get into real fast is the uh, the wide receivers in this draft. And basically, you have Mike Williams, and it's not like it, if it was just the tag, then you can make a case for someone like maybe a Drake London, um, I guess even Traylon Brooks to a certain extent, uh, as guys that you just you bring on. And when Williams departs, you can bring those guys in as your sort of bigger targets. But now that Mike Williams is here, and Keenan Allen's going to be here, and they're both going to be here for two years, I would say at least. You know, who does that eliminate in your mind as a as a potential target for the Chargers, barring some sort of dramatic draft fall where you just have to take him? Yeah, you pretty much just cross off Drake London and Traylon Burks, <laughs> in my opinion, just okay. because that's it's just repetitive at that point. And you you want to have diversity in this receiver room. And like, you know, I guess Traylon Burks would not like okay. Depends. Well, I I don't think you fully cross them off, but like mm-hmm. I just don't think it, it makes sense to have Burks and Williams or and whatever. You could, I mean, 
with Wilson and Olave, they have some speed, but mm-hmm. like both of them are comparable to Keenan Allen. I think Daniel Jeremiah even had Olave as like Keenan Allen as a Keenan Allen esque receiver. Um, so like really, like really, we cross up every receiver in the top in the first round, in my opinion. That okay. projected to just just right. like yeah, I get you. And like, I just don't think it's a need anymore. And you don't like this unless. Like there's no CD Lamb type player where like if they fall to the Chargers like it's worth in my opinion like they have just too many other holes. But yeah, so in terms of like who I'd like any receiver that's fast and has short term quickness, like I I'll be honest, like I was um I was at in Boston for like a sports analytics conference while the combine was going on, so mm-hmm. I was really following it in the night and like again like I didn't do a really good job of like keeping track keeping track of everything so you'd be a better person to ask for that like who they should pick in the third and fourth round i just i just know uh, calvin austin's your guy yeah calvin austin is definitely my guy i think what was really important about what staley said he wanted was a receiver you know people i think thought that he wanted a receiver who could run the full route tree and could burn downfield and obviously that's ideal but i think he just what he still seems like he really wanted was speed and someone who could burn downfield, but it's not obvious once they get onto the field that you're going to be throwing it deep to that person, which is basically why Jalen Guyton's kind of like a, because eh, he's, he's a go, he's a corner, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas, you know, Calvin Austin, John Mechie, some of these guys, they can run routes in the league and they can they've clearly demonstrated that throughout their college careers, but they can also, you know, fly deep. John Mechie hasn't run his 40, um, but Calvin Austin, obviously four, three, two. Uh, that would probably eliminate David Bell, in my opinion, who had an awful, awful combine. Um, yeah. Didn't look super great on on tape in terms of athleticism. And then a four six five, like, you know, not saying he can't win downfield, but I think at this point, that's Mike Williams. So you want someone um, with speed that probably rules out Kyle Phillips, in my opinion. People like him, uh, but he's obviously just not that kind of guy. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, Christian Watson is that's just. I don't want to say it's redundant, but kind of. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, no, no, but like I, I get what you're saying. I get where you're going with it, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. What they do, I do feel like they're going to look at like the guys who fall to round two, or even round three, and see what they can get there. I, I what is? I know you're not really super familiar with tenders. If Guyton gets his tender, is that guaranteed, or can they just like tender him and then just like cut him after the draft? Is that possible? Um, well, that's a good question. I'm not sure if the tenders are fully guaranteed. Yeah, I, I would assume, I would assume they're not, but like mm-hmm. the, the tender is pretty much only saying like, if another team wants to sign him, they have to give the chargers a pick. So mm-hmm. oh, okay. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be guaranteed, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. All right. So to me, I do think Olave is still in play, especially because of where he's going to end up. I do think, you know, Williams could be in, but like, those are your two, more vertical threats. I could be Traylon Burks, but like he'd be amazing. And he's my wider. Like this is my ranking of wide receivers. He's my wide receiver one. But to me at that point, especially because Burks is kind of like the first or second receiver and he's probably not going to be there anyway. Mm. Uh, I think Williams, Olave are good. I like Pickens. I like Dotson. Dotson could fit as well. Uh, It's just trying to find someone who can work. I'm just curious what they do. The Keenan Allen thing is still really interesting to me. Um, One quick thing I do want to get into um, somebody, uh, more people are still asking because we keep adding. Uh, we're almost at 2.30 now with people watching. Um, 
so one person asked what's the cap hit um or what are we at now in cap space with mike williams we project it the Chargers will have 52.4 million this year because of that extension uh, which is great that means they have more money this year than they would have with the tag my question for you and someone asked this as well what do you think this could mean for the way that they negotiate derwin james extension because it sounds like that's a done like not a done deal that's going to happen it's going to happen next month in two months and three months whatever but it's going to happen that's the easiest slam dunk and i think any chargers fan would be happy with the deal do you think the way they did this deal changes anything about the way they did derwin james deal or they could do his deal uh no i i think to me they're two independent things like okay maybe the the overall structure of the deal changes because like because like when you sign the like the contract extension for derwin his cap hit this year is going to decrease from like nine to five or something. So maybe, maybe they backload the deal a little bit more, or maybe they don't, you know, the year one cap, it isn't as low as we, we normally see for other, uh, other players. But I, I think the two contracts are independent events and like it, they won't really have too much of an effect on one another. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, the chargers have opened up some space for themselves. I'm assuming they're cutting Brian Balaga here. If they don't, then we have a whole other situation. Um, but I did cut him here. That extended Mike Williams based on what projected 52.4 million. So that is basically that. I will remove this from the stream. So, I mean, at this point, I feel good about that first year cap hit being, you know, lower, mm -hmm. obviously, than a tag. That's great. What happens from there? I don't know. But the Chargers could maybe make some things work there. I feel good about it. I think in a year where you, you know, the next two years, when you want to go all in, it's kind of what you do. And I think yeah i mean th there were so many wide receivers that just took themselves out. i mean calvin ridley bet himself away from being available and Gallup tore his acl although i don't think he was ever available you know and godwin and adams they're returning and jameson williams tore his acl and john mechie tears his acl and george pickens tore his acl previously and yeah you know, at some point it was almost like mike williams was the only guy left so <laughs> final closing yeah. thoughts what do you think of the deal for mike williams himself what do you think of the deal for the team and then just how do you feel about the deal so the deal was a great deal for mike williams he mm -hmm. got everything that that you know he kind of deserves i guess because he he's improved yeah had a really good year this year i'm happy for him as a player it's a great player friendly deal because 66.6 percent let me repeat that 66.6 percent .6 of that deal is fully guaranteed for reference Keenan only had 40% of his deal fully guaranteed. Wow. Amari Cooper, 40%. Michael Thomas, 37. Kenny Galladay, 38.9. Tyreek, 30, 34. Tyler Lockett, 34.8. Mike Evans, 46.4. Like, whatever hold Mike Williams and his agent <laughs> had on this front office, they used that. And, mm -hmm. like, it's, it's crazy. It's a great deal for him. I'm not too excited from the team side because like i said i think they might have overpaid for a receiver that might never hit the ceiling that he needs to to, right. to justify this deal but i don't think you need him to hit that ceiling you just needed to you need him to produce at the level he produced this year slightly better slightly worse if he can be a thousand yard receiver for at least two or three years of this contract i think it'll be good but um like i said it was a great deal for mike williams getting that much fully guaranteed given his injury, like he hasn't missed a ton of games. Well, we know like Mike is prone to an injury at any point in the game during training camp and whatever. 
I think it's a great deal for him. I think the Chargers did a good job of getting this deal done before Godwin and Allen Robinson signed their deals as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see what it means for the rest of free agency. For now, it does seem like uh, we have 52.4 million in cap space to work with if they cut Brian Balaga. So um, we, so Stephen, Alex, and I will do our show tomorrow. So if we get any more new news, we will bug the crap out of Arjun because we always bug Arjun, um, mm-hmm. who works for us yeah. for far too cheap. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Arjun, thank you so much for joining on. If I had just if I just done it myself, I would have been like, ah, twenty eight million dollars. That's a big number. But yeah. We have someone like you who goes out and wins, you know, big competitions against law students. So we appreciate you jumping on, even if the numbers aren't exact. It's a good, you know, discussion and discussion point for sure. So, Arjun, thank you so much for joining on. Guys, what do you think about this contract and the way we've described it? If you missed it, go back and watch the way we kind of broke it down. Arjun broke it down about four different times throughout this video. Um, so if you missed it, I'm sure you'll find it at some point. I think the Chargers are in a good spot here. And Mike Williams is definitely in a good spot here. So, guys, yeah. let me know what you guys think in the comments once we're done. You can you can submit them now in, in the chat, but I'm going to, you know, end this in about two seconds. I'm going to, of in the comments section. Do we, yeah. do we not want to discuss the Russ trade at all? Sure. Why not? Just, we have 228 like, people here watching. Yeah, just a couple guys. minutes. Yeah, first of all, yeah, my, my, I keep looking on Twitter and it keeps getting destroyed by notifications let me go yeah, I, refreshing is just a pain right now but the the actual deal is is really interesting for okay. what this the seahawks are getting so broncos traded two first round picks two second round picks a fifth drew lock which i guess mm-hmm. shelby harry and noah Fant, and the, the seahawks traded russ in a fourth round pick yeah so Whew. this like i'm not saying this is a deshaun watson type deal but like, I feel like this is what the Texans are asking for Deshaun Watson, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe an extra first, but like, yeah, this is a big, like it's a, it's a slightly big haul on the draft side. I'm surprised that the Broncos didn't have to give up like a Bradley Chubb or like, I know, I, didn't th- I, knew, I know Soteran is probably off the table, but like Bradley Chubb's still on the team and like Shelby Harris is kind of old and like, it's, it's a very surprising deal. Like I think, I think the Broncos won this trade if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, the way I'm looking at it, I would have expected a name like, I mean, yeah, Noah Fant's a guy they drafted high and Drew Lockett, but like, come on, at this point, you know, I expected, you know, Judy, Sutton, I guess they signed Sutton, but like, you know, Judy, Chubb, those guys. But I don't know if it's the Seahawks just didn't have as much, you know, power and, and leveraging mm-hmm. at this point because Wilson has sort of hinted he's wanted out for what seems like two years now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's... I'm I'm bummed. Like I wish I had seen more good names for the Broncos leave. So the fact that they get to swap out, you know, just their their roster from last year, they get to swap out Drew Locke for Russell Wilson. And maybe it's gonna stink, you know, for them in a couple of years, but that's a pretty darn good team this year. Um, mm-hmm. unless Russell William Wilson falls off a cliff. So yeah, Herbert, Mahomes, Wilson, Derek Carr. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to rock with Derek Carr and uh, Josh McDaniels. We'll see how that goes. Um, boy, I don't know how I feel about this because that defense was a problem for the Chargers well, last I'll, year. I'll, yeah, no, I'll put it this year, though, uh, this way. Russell struggled so much in the three games he played against Brandon Staley in 2020. Like, those are three oh. of the worst games he, uh, in his career. So, and and he's coming to a division where the Raiders and the Chargers are both playing this too high scheme, which has given Russ problems over the years. So, I mean, I don't know, like maybe having a, a you know, a 
head coach and offensive coordinator that that have played or have been a part of a team that has run the scheme will help Russ. But like, it, it's interesting. And I mean, I think that the Broncos had to do this. Like they were, you, you can't be stuck in QB purgatory and expect to be a, a championship contender. I just don't right. know if Russ, I, I just don't know if Russ has it anymore. And like the finger injury remains to be seen if like that was the cause for his struggles this year. But, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my thought on it. Okay. No, that's fantastic. All right. Now we will officially leave because this is a Chargers podcast. Yeah. But this is very relevant. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. We are out of here. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Take care. And as always, bolt up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.